This is the post-game podcast on the Blood Red channel, bringing you all the big match reaction with views from the press box, the dugout and the stands. Hello, it's Paul Wheelock and welcome to the post-game podcast to react to Liverpool's 4-1 win at Genk in the Champions League. Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain's first goal since his famous strike against Manchester City 18 months ago set the Reds on the way to a comfortable victory that was capped by brilliant efforts from Sadio Mane and Mohamed Salah. It was a victory that left the defending champions second in Group E ahead of the return match with Genk at Anfield in two weeks' time. But the focus of this podcast is on what happened in Belgium. Our Liverpool FC correspondent Paul Gorse gets us underway with his verdict on the night's action before we hear every word of Jurgen Klopp's press conference. And as always, we'll end the podcast with the thoughts of our regular fan callers. And tonight we have Matt Addison, Owen Thomas, Simon Donnelly and Ross Strachan on the line. The Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel. Liverpool have now 4-1 winners over Genk to maintain their push to get out of Group E in the Champions League and continue their defence of a crown that they're looking to lift for the seventh time in Istanbul next year. Two goals from Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain and a goal apiece from Mohamed Salah and Sadio Mane have done the business for the Reds this evening. But the real story is Oxlade-Chamberlain, who was making his first start in the Champions League since that career-threatening injury against Roma way back in April 2018 and it's been a long road back to recovery for the midfielder. He was excellent this evening. His first goal came inside the first two minutes when Fabinho wrapped the pass into him and he was around about 25 yards out or so. He drilled it low into the bottom corner to give Liverpool a perfect start. They didn't have it all their own way. The midfield was an exciting one and it was one that a lot of fans have been calling for with Naby Keita also making his first start since uh, May the 1st in the, in the Champions League when he uh, pulled up with an injury against Barcelona in the semi-final. He was excellent, uh, so was Oxlade-Chamberlain, uh, as was Fabinho, but uh, the creativity of the midfield, commodity that a lot of people have been asking for uh, for a long time from Jürgen Klopp's midfield, it was there, but they lacked quite a lot of control without Jordan Henderson and Gini Wijnaldum in there as well, and Genk were getting forward quite a lot with long balls over the top. Lots of space in my hand for Genk to try and exploit, but Liverpool eventually held firm. Uh, the second goal arrived, it was absolutely superb, to be honest. It was um, Oxlade-Chamberlain again. Comes to him around about 20 yards out and he flicks it with the outside of his foot, uh, hits the underside of the bar and goes in. And the second goal really did take the wind out of Geng Sales, who were, who were really having a go up until that point. Uh, but the second goal basically killed off their fight and Liverpool from there on uh, went on to dominate uh, Mohamed Salah. He wriggled away from a couple of defenders and tucked it away beautifully with his right foot before Sadio Mane put the finishing touches on an excellent counter-attack to make it 4-0. Genk responded almost immediately with Stephen Obey. Uh, he made a 4-1 to block the copybook a little bit for Liverpool on a night when Jürgen Klopp made five changes. But there was a lot to be positive about tonight. Uh, there was a lot of creativity back in that midfield. It was great to see Oxlade-Chamberlain on, on the score sheets with two brilliant goals and also uh, just basically back in the team and playing to a similar level that he was at before that career-threatening injury uh, well over 18 months ago now. Um, it'll be interesting to see if Jürgen Klopp keeps his, uh, his goal scorer in the midfield for Sunday's trip to Spurs. But this, uh, he couldn't have done a whole lot more, to be perfectly honest. Uh, great performance from him. Great performance from Naby Keita as well. Uh, great to see Sadio Mane and Mohamed Salah back among the goals. And Roberto Firmino was excellent as well. Um, he was the chief string puller, as he usually is for Klopp's Liverpool. There was one uh, particular moment in the first half an outrageous Rabona through to Sadio Mane and he couldn't quite finish it off for what would have been one of the most outrageous and fantastic assists you'll ever likely to see on a football field um, job done for Jürgen Klopp they move on the Premier League lead leaders host Spurs on Sunday a beleaguered Spurs um, Maurizio Pochettino's side visits uh, and they're not in great form so 
Liverpool will be confident of extending their superb run at Anfield. But tonight it was job done. They remain second in Group E, and it's uh, it's Genk next at Anfield, and Liverpool will be confident of taking the three points again from the Belgians. The post game podcast on the Blood Red Channel. Good moments, and that's a good moment. Very good start. Another 10, 15 maybe minutes. Absolutely okay. Exactly like you have to do it. Uh, being re- they set up in a 4 for 2, so it was for midfield press. We had to play around, blah, 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 but we were really flexible. We did that well, didn't create too much, but it um, was exactly to keep them busy pretty much. Find the gaps, pass it through, pass it behind all itself. So that was the plan, obviously, and it worked for 10, how is that, 15 minutes. Okay, and then not anymore because we lost completely unexpected balls, which we were not ready for, in a formation, which is not possible because if you're a wide formation for all that stuff and then you lose a ball in the center, we lost too many of them. Sometimes we took in the wrong moment the risk. So pass one, two in a very, very tight space makes not too much sense. Um, well, not clear enough. Lost these balls, had to defend them with legs to run for it. They got a bit of the momentum, if you want. Uh, after that start, completely unnecessary, but uh, that's what happened. Uh, and so it was a pretty stiff first half. Um, and then we could show the boys a couple of spaces uh, which they could use, maybe should use in the second half. Um, yeah, when we scored a second goal, by the way, the, the, the first goal was very brilliant, but the second goal was even nicer. All goals were unbelievably beautiful. Um, and scored a second, and then it was like, was a proper knock for Genk, uh, it looked like. And um, so we scored third or fourth, and yeah, conceded one, which is uh, not cool, but it's not a massive, the biggest problem in the world. So uh, we won the game, um, job done, that's it. Got another one, Chris Baskin. Let's pass it there. Thank you. Just going to ask Alex, really. I mean, it's a good two goals in the second half of the goal, so it's a great moment for him. Absolutely great moment for him. My box performance was, I would say, exactly like the performance of the team, so the goals were great. <laughs> but all the rest could have been better, so that's how it is. It's no problem. Um, but uh, yeah, the goals were sensational and very important for us, obviously. And wonderful on Sunday. Last Sunday, Adam scored the goal, and now Ox scored two goals, which is really nice. So, no, absolutely great. Great story. Okay, gentlemen, who's got the microphone then? Uh, did the gang surprise you with a, with a 4-4-2? Look, if they pay a 4-2-3-1, a 4-4-1, 1-1, uh, in very, a lot of moments, these systems are completely the same. The only difference is what was today, the, the offensive part, obviously, um, with um, <laughs> a pretty tall play on the pitch. So, um, yeah, that gave, that was... It's a, it's a smart idea. It's not the first time that teams do that against us, but to bring the ball there, we had we, you cannot win the first ball constant all the time. Um, we tried not to make fouls, stuff like this. Wanted to win the challenge, but then of course you can you can um, put his body in there and, and for the second balls, and, and we all have to fight constantly for the second balls. So that is uncomfortable. It was not a surprise. I think if Hutch would have played, that would have been different. But the defending would have been the same pretty much. That the two up front defend them together, so no, um, we didn't expect it, but it was now not a massive surprise. Well, pass it there, Chris. Thank you. 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 Thank you
Pass the microphone, yes, there we go. Jürgen, uh, James Milner was picked at right back over presumably Joe Gomez. What was the thinking behind that? And was Andy Robertson injured or is he okay? Andy's okay. Um, and picked over Joe. Oh, I didn't see it like that to be honest. Um, I only um, picked <laughs> Millie. Um, now, Trent, Trent um, is. When did we get the. The message Tuesday morning that uh, Trent so became ill overnight. So it was now not a long time. But we wanted to change as uh, as little as possible, and um, so Millie then in the way we, we wanted to play um, was uh, the clear the number one solution for that moment. But um, after yeah 15 minutes already, it was clear that we tried to change again. Then bringing Joe on the pitch, and Joe did really well. It really well when you look confident, look look clear. Was that was good? Um, so yeah, that was the only reason. Not nothing against Joe. Okay. Any final ones, guys? Uh, I'm uh, Don. I think has got the final no. one. We can bring the microphone down the front, and then if anyone could just catch my eye, if not, we're going to call this. Yeah, yeah it's, uh, sorry to ask this, but uh, the club issued a very strong statement before the game. There was a, a banner in the away end that was uh, pretty unsavoury. Just wonder whether uh, you. Anything to add about the club statement? No, because I didn't see it yet, um, and I heard we, we gave already a statement, so that's I have nothing to add on. The post game podcast on the Blood Red Channel. Hello, it's Matt Addison for the post-match podcast after Liverpool took another big step towards the Champions League knockout stages this evening. Four incredible goals on the night, not least Alex Oxlade Chamberlain. Two incredible finishes from him. I thought he was probably the best player on the pitch this evening. Sadio Mane's dink and a great turn from Mo Salah as well. Two other fantastic goals on what was a really, really good night for the Reds. It was disappointing to lose that clean sheet late on. It's not going to make a massive difference, of course, but you always feel with Dan Lovren, he can have 89 minutes of being brilliant. And just for that one moment, he lost a little bit of concentration and, and Alisson won't have been too pleased. I thought Liverpool generally though tonight looked good. They pressed much better, much higher up the pitch than they have done in previous matches. And I think that was probably down to the midfield three that Jurgen Klopp picked. There were times of course when it was a little bit too open. Genk had too many chances at times, particularly early on in the game. I think Liverpool got away with it slightly because Genk aren't that great a side. Against a better team, Liverpool probably would have conceded more than just the one tonight, but certainly going forward, it's something to think about in terms of that increased creativity. I don't think there's any chance that it will be the same midfield against Tottenham on Sunday. You'd imagine that at least one of Wijnaldum or Henderson will come into the side. I think of the two players who came in though this evening, Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain just slightly more likely than Naby Keita to remain in there. More than anything, just because of those two goals. The second one in particular, absolutely stunning. Just completely took everyone by surprise, really, to to shoot in the way he did. It was just instinctive. In off the crossbar, always nice to see. And goals are not something you always get from a Liverpool midfield. There's not too many areas of this team at the moment that you would look at and say desperately needs improving, but certainly that is one of them. You don't tend to get goals from either Henderson or Wijnaldum. So to have a player in there like Oxlade-Chamberlain who can show, as he did tonight, that he can score goals can only be a good thing. The other interesting thing for me in terms of the, the game tonight was that Joe Gomez was overlooked to start the match. 
I think that was probably more a case of Klopp just wanting to get James Milner on the pitch somewhere, just because there was no Jordan Henderson either tonight. With obviously Cater and Oxlade Chamberlain to give minutes to in midfield, the only option was to bring Milner in at fullback, where Trent Alexander Arnold usually would vacate. It was great to see Mo Salah back as well, obviously missed him massively against Manchester United at the weekend. He didn't do a massive amount, he wasn't brilliant by any means, but he's always a threat. And he comes off the pitch tonight with a goal and an assist, so you can't really complain. Roberto Firmino as well, absolutely delightful. It's a shame that Rabona didn't turn into an assist, but it's uh, certainly something that people will get to watch back quite a few times. Absolutely wonderful to see. And it just goes to show how much confidence he's in at the moment. There was a few misplaced passes tonight, but I thought generally that was a good away performance in Europe from the Reds. Very, very comfortable in the end. And it was an important win as well, given the recent away record in the Champions League. It has been far from brilliant under Jurgen Klopp. The first away win in the group stages for over two years. It's another important step now towards the Champions League knockout phases this season. And the quicker the Reds can get that over the line, the quicker they can get back to focusing 100% on the Premier League. Hi, this is Owen from Cop On Podcast. That warm, fuzzy, winning feeling is back. This is the kind of feeling that makes the blood flow easier around the veins. The kind of feeling that galvanises the zinc of the very soul. What a positive performance for Jurgen Klopp's Rocket Reds. Our two new summer signings, Ox and Nabby, were given a chance tonight and they didn't just take the bull by its horns, they twerked with its sweetbreads. Chamber will rightly steal most of the limelight, but how good was Nabby Kater too? Pick of the goals had to be Chamber's second one, which curled into the net like some kind of illegal banana. But the, I loved the other goals too. Salas was superb, even though he had a bit of an off night. He, he ended up with a goal and an assist for Sadio Mane. And how cheeky was Sadio's little rinky Dink over the keeper. What a player. Other players wouldn't have even reached that ball, but Sadio not only reached it, he stuck it in as well. Spurs are up next at Anfield on Sunday, and the only disappointment for us as fans is we have to wait another few days before we can see these wizards play again. This is Owen from Cop On Podcast saying happy birthday, Pele. Happy birthday, more importantly, Fabinho. He's better anyway. And happy end of the week to all you happy Reds out there. Are you watching, Potch? Are you watching? This is Simon Donnelly, LFC jury member for the Liverpool Echo. Great result really tonight. 4-1 away against Genk in the Champions League. 4-1 away against anyone in the Champions League is pretty remarkable, really. And it was lovely to see Oxlade-Chamberlain getting two goals. Um, he was sorely missed when he got injured a couple, uh, during the run last season. I think we missed him a lot. And he hasn't been a regular since he's come back. But I think he's a, a fantastic member of the squad. And pushing hard for a first-team start, really. Uh, he's very creative, I think. He's very uh, direct and a joy to have in the team. So great to see him get his two goals tonight. Liverpool are now basically, unless I'm missing anybody out, 
basically up to full strength with uh, Alisson back in goal and Keita back playing again, Ox back in position, Salah back after his little knock over the last couple of weeks. That's really good to see. I think our defence, which if anything has maybe showed a little bit of frailty this season, will be much improved, no disrespect to Adrian, much improved by having Alisson back in goal because I think the four players in front of him uh, completely rely on him. Him and Virgil are the two mainstays of that defence and when either one of them are missing, I think it's felt throughout the whole team. So to have him back is fantastic. Uh, I think we all hope that we get a win against Manchester United last weekend, but to get a draw away at Old Trafford is still a very good result and we'd certainly take being six points ahead of City if someone had offered it to us at the beginning of the season. So I'm not too disappointed. So all in all, a great night to work and roll on the weekend, Sunday afternoon, Tottenham are our place, a very, very important game against a team who've been struggling a bit recently, which sounds a little bit like last weekend's game against United, but we, at home, we really, really need to push on and get a win, and I believe we will. Come on, you Reds. It's Ross from Witness with his thoughts on the Genkvi-Liverpool game. 4-1 victory in the end for the Reds, but, you know, could have been a little bit different if things had gone different in that first half. We scored so early on with uh, Oxlade-Chamberlain, two minutes gone. Great finish, lovely to see the man in the side. And he scores after two minutes with great finish from outside the box. And you won the up and you're thinking it's going to be absolute, you know, stroll in the park. But Genk had um, some real chances in that first half, some real chances. Couple of one-on-ones, we were playing such a high line, one-on-ones. Um, Allison's made a good save off one of their lads and another chance he's missed. And they've had they've had a goal disallowed, which you know they even used VAR. The, the wonderful, the dreaded VAR was even used to check it. I'm still not sure why it was disallowed. It was, to me, it looked like a fair goal. You know, got caught out on the wing and a great ball in and a great attacking header from their their, their player. And you know, the back in the game at one one or so you think, but no, the goal wasn't given by the referee. It wasn't given by VAR. And we've ended up going uh, into the half, you know, 1-0, just 1-0 up. I mean, like I say, things could have been different, but in the same respect, even though they had the chances, Genk, I, th- I thought Liverpool were absolutely cruising, you know. It, it was basically second gear when we really wanted to. We didn't really have to do much. and you know, They were such a quality side compared to you know, a team like Genk, full of young players, you know. So... I wasn't too. I wasn't too worried. We we went one nil up at half time, and you're thinking there's going to be more goals, surely in the second half. And obviously they came. We ended up winning the game four one. Goals from uh, I mean Oxley Chamberlain second was absolute wonderful finish off the inside inside of the bar. It's a great finish, and then you've got your Mane goal and your Salah goal, both you know great goals in their own right as well. Bit disappointing that they've got back into the game and got themselves, you know, could have kept a clean sheet. But you know, in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't really make much difference. We, we were absolutely comfortable in that second half. Real, real cruise control, in my opinion. You know, managed to use all our substitutions. You know, no 
didn't have to really, you know, go through the gaze or anything. We were, we were just a class above above Genk when all said and done. And I'd expect I'm going to expect the same results, you know, a couple of weeks at Anfield. Well, a few mentions, you know, on the Genk side. I think particularly the first half, the big lad up front shown some good touches on on a YouTube. I think his name is. You know, he's a very big. I think they were saying he was six seven on the um, on the commentary. Showed some good touches. It could have, like, he was one of the lads that got put through. Could have scored. And probably the best player was that Somato. Somato, is it? Um, done some good stuff himself. Had a great chance. I think he was the lad who had the head of this lad, which you know, very unfortunate. But that's just the way it goes. Sometimes Liverpool, you know. I'm going to mention Oxlade-Chamberlain all day long, I think. For me, man of the match, lovely to see him scoring. Oh, he's been through so much, 12 months out of the game of horrific knee injury. You know, he's been easing himself back in. You know, um, I'd like to see him play more now. I'd like to see the man in the side because he, bring, he, brings, a th- he brings that goal threat, which, you know, in midfield, we don't, we don't carry that goal threat at all in midfield. You know, he, he likes to play Hendo, Genie Ronaldo, Fabinho. That's his favourite from midfield. But there's no goals in that side, is there? There's, you're talking, you're lucky if you're getting five goals between them in a season. If you can somehow get Ox, the Ox in there, sorry, Oxley Chamberlain, I hate people that call him the Ox. Oxley Chamberlain in there, you're going to have to leave when I'm out, don't get me wrong. But if you can get Oxley Chamberlain in there, for me, you're talking, you're talking, you can get the, the man can get you 10 goals a season. And that can make a difference, you know, down the line in certain games. To have that goal threat, you know, he comes in where he's playing in midfield, he, he comes late, late to the ball. So he's, you know, he's always low to the edge of the box. And a lot of his goals for Liverpool have been from the outside, you know, outside the area, edge of the box. And that's something he can bring. Anyone else in midfield is not bringing that. So I, I really like to see him involved a bit more, knowing the big games. We have got a very busy schedule, so I'm sure we're going to see a lot more of him. And, you know, I really look forward to that. The other one who came in, Cater, bit bit more disappointing than Cater. You know, you can see he's got some wonderful touches. He's, he's, a, he's a silky little player, but it feels like the game just passes him by sometimes. He's almost looked better when he's come on a sub, you know, just, you know, 10, 15 minutes as a little impact player. 19 minutes, he's, he struggles for me, and that, that does worry me a little bit. I, I don't know... If he's ever going to make the grade, you know, I'm going to give him more time because he obviously has struggled with injuries. But let's not dwell on that. You know, give the lad more. But there's going to be games with the lad in the next you no know, couple of months because we're such a busy schedule. So yeah, it's great. Four-one Champions League is going well. Got Genk again in a couple of weeks. You know, I'll expect nothing more than a comfortable victory, and then we've we've got you know virtually in the knockout stages. Busy schedule, Tottenham coming up, League Cup against um, Arsenal coming up. Looking forward to it, looking forward to seeing all the squad involved. Let's keep it going, Reds, come on. You've been listening to the Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel.